Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's Buckle Movie Club. And welcome to Puckle Movie Club. I'm your host, Ethan, here today with my co-hosts, Lord Jishiro and Hexmaniac Locke. And we're here to talk about Pokemon Movie 7, Destiny Deoxys. Um, Destiny Deoxys movie came out in 2004, though the in Japan and in, in the States it came out in 2005, um, over a decade old. Uh, in spite of feeling like yesterday for me, which is, which is horrifying because time, time moves by so fast. Uh, so what were you guys up to when this movie came out? Wow, um, talking about uh, aging ourselves here. Um, I was actually in college by the time that this movie uh, wow. came out. Yes, and I am not ashamed to say that I probably went to see it the first week it came out. Either it was, uh, I don't, I can't recall if it actually made it to theaters or not. Um, but I was actually very excited to see this movie uh, <laughs> and see Rayquaza and uh, Deoxys just battle it out. Absolutely. You get that star power of two two legends there. And it's like, oof, Pokemon's yeah, stepping is, up their game. Yeah, this is just before Pokemon Emerald was re- uh, was released. So it's kind of like giving you a taste of uh, of uh, what Rayquaza can do. They're both really cool, too. So you get that like coolness factor. It's like, all right. This this weird alien thing and this awesome flying dragon. Uh, what about you, Locke? 2004, I was almost exclusively playing PS2, so I was stuck on Final Fantasy X and Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> Are you sure you weren't playing X2? You were doing your dress fears and stuff? And <laughs> Hey, let me tell you something about X2. X2 is a great game mechanically. It's a terrible game story-wise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even remember the story of Ten Two. Uh, it's fine. That's the best compliment you can give it. It has the fighting system of Chrono Trigger, which is my favorite uh, RPG ever, and I loved that part. But then the story was garbage. But the gameplay was good enough that I actually got like the real ending because I enjoyed the fighting. Does the real ending make the game go away forever? Yes. Oh. Because you never have to put it in your PS2 again. All right. 
You know, it turns out being a game is like erasing a game from existence. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. so let's dive in. Oh, actually, I'll, I guess I'll say what I, how I watched this movie. I watched this movie on, I believe, Toonami? Or Ooh, wow, comparable yeah. Cartoon Network animation block? Because you know how they went through like various revisions where it was like Toonami and then there was a... Uh, the other one where they had the aliens in it. I don't know. Um, and I watched this on TV, and I remember being pretty psyched in spite of it being like later in my Pokemon fan life. Because I had this gulf in my, my fandom from like 2006 to like 2009. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I still remember being pretty, pretty excited for it. Um, mainly because Deoxys looked so rad. He just looked so rad. Um but yeah, let's and, dive into the actual movie here. And, and coming from the movie you just described last month, uh, J- Wishmaker Jirashi, um, this was a, st- a little step above. So it's uh, it's kind of like a fr- uh, little bit of a fresh air being back to a hey, an action-oriented Pokemon movie uh, with lots of fighting in it. That's a that's a really good observation because last movie was like a just a wet blanket in terms of. It's a Mac-centric movie about uh, Jirachi, which just doesn't seem, like, from the outside, terribly interesting. And it's not. Turns out it's Mm -hmm. not. So, you see the commercials, uh, and it's, you know, Deoxys and Rayquaza tearing stuff up. And that just gets you excited. Because it's like, oh boy, Pokemon's back, baby. Yep. Um, So, yeah, let's move on to the movie here. Uh, so the movie opens with a CGI intro, which is just explaining what Pokemon is, because that's the standard now. Um, and I think it might actually be the same one is that they used in the previous movie. I don't quite remember. Um, <laughs> but it's it's got sequences from previous movies, like uh, Ash and Misty flying through the city on those... Uh, uh, jet skis? Flying uh, jet skis or something like that? It's, that's in Pokemon Heroes. Like, it's this race sequence... Um, mm-hmm. and it's from that, um, and they've got CGI Pokemon running around in it, and some of them translate really well, like Suicune looks good, because Suicune has this flowiness to him as a Pokemon anyway, but, like, if you have, like, a really grounded Pokemon, they don't look super great in CG, like, um... Geodude? Uh, Geodude is the, good, is the example I was looking for, yeah, where it just kind of looks jank and not right, um... But yeah, reuse that footage. Save that budget. (laughs) Was was I the only one waiting for the Lion King theme? (laughs) I kind of see what you're saying with like the the, all the stampeding Pokemon and the different layers of. of, uh, There's no context. Like they're all going somewhere, but where? (laughs) Dude, we're all going somewhere. We all desperately need to go this way. It's in the road of life. Maybe it's a metaphor. Have you ever have you thought about it that way? Like it's it's a metaphor, and all these different Pokemon are all stampeding together. It's kind of yeah. like unity in a way. Every um, single one of them is finding their own little Nemo. Yes, <laughs> and everyone's oh. finding uh, beloved Japanese franchise Little Nemo, and uh, <laughs> the Dream Master. Yes. Um, okay, so. Um, CGI intro, and then it takes four minutes to get to the title card of the movie, and no actual movies happen yet. It's only been <laughs> this 
intro scene. I'm just like, I could have skipped this. I know what Pokemon is. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've been around the block a few times. Uh, so, in um, case anyone was wondering, this is Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see, idiots? Do you see what Pokemon is? They explain what a Pokeball is, and it's like, come on, my mom. <laughs> My mom understands the mechanics of the Pokeball. Like, she could, she could draw one, in like, you know, with diagrams of how it works on the inside. She's, everyone knows what a Pokeball is. Uh, so, the actual film itself opens with a kid named Tori uh, in the Arctic, and he's seeing an Aurora Borealis, which is pretty wild. That's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, and then he immediately sees a Rayquaza, which is like two once-in-a-lifetime opportunities back-to-back. -back. This guy's having quite the day. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, so the Rayquaza freak out a bunch of wall rain, I believe. And they start stampeding, and he gets caught up in the stampede. And uh, he's, 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 losing, he's losing his mind. He's, he's caught up in the stampede, and he's, he's trapped. Um, and then afterwards, he dons a mask and becomes Walrein Man, defender of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, he's, he becomes the thing he fears the most to protect the ones he loves. Yeah, um, no, uh, we see a meteor hit uh, the Earth, which is what brings Rayquaza down from the ozone layer. I, I, and I love every time they say ozone layer in this movie because it's kind of like it just feels so out of place. It's very sciencey. Yeah, instead of why it has to come down from the sky, which would make more of a generic yet makes more sense. But no, why is he down from the ozone layer? It's kind of like, okay. I kind of like the ozone layer element because, I mean, what other Pokemon are we flying up there? Like, that just establishes yeah. him as being, that's really high up, right? Like, how yeah. far high up is the ozone layer? Yeah, um, it's pretty high up. Like, right before space. But yeah, I, I really actually did kind of like them saying that, even though it was funny and dumb. I I thought it was cool. Um, so Deoxys shows up, um, and the, uh, Tori's dad says, that's an alien from space. Uh, I don't know how he knows that, because he's just and a Pokemon. And a Pokemon. Yeah, he's like, okay, yeah, that's a Pokemon from space, and not just a standard space alien, like... That could be uh, just a humanoid alien with human-like sentience. And uh, the fact that he says those words and doesn't freak out, it's kind of cool. It's like, oh, human history has been completely rewritten <laughs> by that Pokemon. It's, yeah, it's... Are, are there other Pokemon from space? Is, has this been established in the franchise? Well, they say Clefairy is from the moon. No, cool. But that's inside the game. It is a myth. Uh, it's not a confirmed fact, that I believe. Uh, but yeah, it's a Clefairy Star from the moon. And there's other... Every Pokemon that evolves with a moonstone has a, like a space element to it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it w it's never been like an official... I think Deoxys, and I might be wrong, one of our Pokolonians will definitely correct me immediately in the comment section below. Um, but I think that Deoxys is the first official Pokemon where the Pokedex itself says this Pokemon is from space uh, other than... It is said that it's come from space. Awesome. Thank you. I, uh, that's, that's good information. You know, Clefairy would, wouldn't be that out of place on the moon. Like, just imagine that big old cute thing kind of flying around, like really long, lumbering strides. Kind of makes sense. Pokemon, mm -hmm. they know what they're doing. Um, 
and and obviously and and to piggyback there for the XX itself it's like it, I like the Oxus a lot but it's definitely when you see it you're like they're trying to remake the magic they did when they made Mewtwo it's such a Mewtwo clone oh definitely I I agree with you but it's even more alien than Mewtwo looks even though Mewtwo looks like a gray alien like yeah uh, this one's more sleek and shiny alien and I, it doesn't like scream offensively of like we're trying to recapture Mewtwo to me personally but I might be totally I, wrong no 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 and the way I like to describe it is like Mewtwo looks like an alien from Star Wars while Deoxys looks like an alien from Star Trek that makes a lot of sense yeah uh, I, I like that that's good um, but but which one's from Deep Space Nine that's, that's, <laughs> I guess that's Star Trek the BEM okay. mine <laughs> um what's the uh, which one's from red dwarf i don't know uh oh no one knows nobody saw that show man you're gonna get a lot of angry family from british <laughs> listeners they're gonna be like hey, listen here you red dwarf is an essential part of the sci-fi canon okay uh so um deoxys picks up a moon rock and it glows and stuff uh that's the best i can describe what takes place uh, and Rayquaza is not down with that and attacks him. And uh, so Rayquaza uses a laser, probably like a hyper beam. I just assume everything's a hyper beam in these movies because they're like <laughs> nameless legendary attacks. Yeah. Um, and blows away one of Deoxys' arms. And the arm regenerates. And the scientist is like, okay, we got to get out of here. This thing can regenerate. Wait. This is bad news. This is the point that I want to interject and say that, uh, what, what's his name? Terry? Terry's Tori. dad? Tori. Tori's dad is the best Pokemon dad in the entire series. He's because like, he's like, this is dangerous. We should go. Yeah, I, I, and he's a scientist too, so he's resisting his urge to just want to study everything in favor of, you know, being a parent. So, yeah, that's and a good point. he remembers point. his son's name. What's that? He remembers his son's name. Definitely important. That's like father, not 101. It's like maybe the next class, but um, yeah. So scientists are like, nope, we're out of here. And Rayquaza appears to, lo appears to lose the battle, but, uh, you know, like falls into the ocean or whatever. And Deoxys is waiting over uh, where Rayquaza fell in. And then Rayquaza flies out of the water with another nameless laser beam attack and obliterates a Pokemon Kamehameha. Yes. Um yes. And flies out of the water and absolutely obliterates Deoxys and the moon rock or space rock or whatever falls into the water and it's uh the scientists make a bunch of assumptions about what happened. I forgot what they were. Um and yeah and time skip time. Four oh, years yeah. in the future. <laughs> It, yeah, he made, uh, Terry, uh, Terry's dad, Tori's dad, makes the comment that, oh, um, you know, he was scared that this Pokemon just crossed over his territory and just Rayquaza wouldn't have it. And, wow, the, as soon as the Oxus arrived, Rayquaza came down from the skies and started completely dis just handing over uh, to uh, the Oxus, his laser. Um, it was <laughs> pretty savage, and it's pretty funny it's almost like Rayquaza is I don't know running for president or something he would not have someone else come to his territory at all Rayquaza's a jerk 
you know, yeah, Rayquaza does seem like, Rayquaza, 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 um, always does seem like a total jerk in this movie, and I'm not, like, a fan of that, because I think is really cool, and, like, I never saw him as this, um, territorial monster, but I guess he's just kind of a force of nature in this movie. He's like a kaiju, man. Yeah, yeah, um, that's exactly how, what, it, what he is. And now, I believe that for the first part of the movie, and we'll come back to this towards the end. All right. Um, so time skip, and scientists went and grabbed that rock. Is the note I have. Um, they went to the bottom of the ocean and found it, and they're they're gonna shine laser beams into this rock, uh, which is kind of concerning because it's like okay, more space rocks in my in my Pokemon movies. Like really, I wonder <laughs> if there's a Pokemon trapped inside of that. <laughs> um, so, uh, back in the Arctic, Deoxys rises from the ice, and uh, that's basically, you know, he's, he's back on the prowl, man. And now for somewhere completely different, uh, Ash and Co. find themselves in LaRue City, and uh, they're just kind of gawking at everything, which is like the tradition in this franchise. They go to a place and they're just kind of like, ah, oh, ha, ha, oh. <laughs> and that's that's most of the interactions with new places I find. Um, and it's Larousse is a technological wonderland. They've got these awesome flying cube things that help people out that um, eerily resemble the little cube that helps you out in the Nintendo store at the 3DS. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. I guess I hadn't really thought of that, but you're kind of right. <laughs> um, it looked very similar. Someone was taking inspiration there. Um, so, well, I don't know if by 2000... And, well, yeah, for example, yeah, 2004, I guess the, that, that store didn't exist yet. But for sure, they, yeah, they w went back and looked at this and said, hmm, we could use this. We own this. Let's, <laughs> let's steal it. Uh, so... We have our side Pokemon characters in this movie who are just like comic relief. We've got a Plusle and a Mindin pair and Munchlax. Um, so this, I just want to go on a tangent really quick about Plusle and Mindin. Those Pokemon are doomed. I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> they're, they're doomed until the end of the Pokemon franchise to always be together forever. You'll never <laughs> see them separate. And I think that's kind of a horrifying existence. Um, <laughs> Even the Blind's Double Trouble articles have them on, in the logo. Exactly. It's just like they're nice and symmetrical. So they're, you know, you can design wise, you can just smash them together and anything and it's fine. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to make note. I'm sorry, Plusle and mine. And I, I know the magic is gone from your relationship and <laughs> you're forced to be together out of convenience, but there's better things out there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Plusle and Minin are, you know, being just miscreant vandals and playing around with this recycling bin and, you know, jumping on it and having it, you know, it's launching them in the air or whatever. Because it's a, it's a science can where the, the lid flaps up and it's robotic and whatever. And uh, they leave garbage all over the place and good citizen Munchlax cleans it up in a scene that I think is actually kind of funny. I like Munchlax in this movie. Um, which is, I'm praising more about this movie than I thought I would. 
Um, <laughs> Same here. <laughs> um, so, uh, Brock is seemingly... Okay, hold on. I'm trying to remember the context of this note I have here. <laughs> uh, Brock is unimpressed with this technological marvel. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what that note is, but whatever. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, they get their photo taken by one of the robot helper buddies, like the cube things, and um, May's really concerned that her photo is bad, but when she gets the photo, it's not that bad. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just kind of, you know, city stuff. They're doing stuff in this technological city. Um, getting, getting their passports. Yes, but is it a passport or like an ID? Like, why do they call it a passport, I wonder? I have no idea. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because typically you get a passport before you go anywhere, but it's kind of weird that you get there. Oh, here's your passport for this city right now. That's what I was uh, thinking and, too. And nothing works in a city unless you have that passport. Here's your, your, uh, Chuck E. Cheese fun bucks <laughs> car. Uh, go play some, some, what do you play at Chuck E. Cheese? Go, oh, play, I... go play in a filthy ball pit or something. <laughs> Um, so... I wonder if it was a translation thing where they had a much better word for it in Japanese and it, they were like, when localizing it, they were like, um, I don't know, what, uh, passport. I bet, yeah. I bet you at one point it was ID, mm -hmm. uh, and then they just like, some translator mucked it all up, who knows. Um, so... There's people movers in this city, and if you don't know what people movers are, they're like the things at airports that are like moving floors, uh, and they yeah. got them all over the place here, and it leads to some hilarious antics when yeah. Ash doesn't understand how they win, like how they work, even though there's arrows clearly indicating how which way <laughs> these things move, and he's like, whoa, and they're like, whoa, and, and they're like vibrant red and green colors, yeah, so you can't miss it. Yeah, and uh, Ash is... I mean, I guess he's 10. Um, so they meet up with the side characters in this movie who are Sid, who is a, 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 a bigger fellow, who is... His character trait is that he's into May. Um, there's Rebecca, who's science girl. Uh, there's Rafe, who's Pokemon jerk. And there's the twins, whose trait is, they're like these little girls, and uh, their trait is that they're Rafe's younger siblings. Um, so Basically the cast of Friday the 13th. Yes, these, these people are going to get picked <laughs> off one by one throughout the course of the movie, and uh, there's only going to be one twin at the end. That's, that's <laughs> like, and they'll be sad, because like, oh no, they're separated. Like Pussel and Minin. Um, so, aww. Uh, they, Ash agrees to battle Rafe at the battle tower, which seems cool. I like battle places. Um, uh, and, uh, he's like, okay, I'll meet you there. Go register and we'll battle when the battles happen. And Ash goes and he gets lost in the city or in the battle tower. I don't quite remember. Um, and he, he bumps, he bumps into Tori and he stalkingly doesn't leave the kid alone i was through watching the movie yeah. saying like what is going on ash take it easy back away back away tori's mentions that at one point he's like why won't you leave me alone just <laughs> uh and tori tori's got some issues 
<laughs> understatement of the podcast. Uh, he's a timid, timid boy. Uh, and, and he's, he's startled by the least offensive person in human history, Ash Ketchum, and runs off. And um, they, through a series of misunderstandings, they get registered to fight in the uh, battle tower as a team. And uh, they get matched up against Rafe and Sid and get uh, absolutely worked by them. Because, because Tor is a... He's too afraid to use a Pokemon because he's a scaredy cat. Yeah, let me let me jump in on this part. Um, why would Ash give him Torkoal out of all of the Pokemon that he has available to fight a Blaziken? I had the exact same thought, and not because of the matchup being poor, but because Torkoal's a really deep cut for, mm-hmm. yeah. for like, a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like, here, kid, take this really obs- not obscure, <laughs> but like single evolution, not yeah. terribly flashy Pokemon. Here you go. If uh, you, you, if I have to lend you a Pokemon and you might kill him, go just use this one. It's, <laughs> it's I think it's, it's just, just the one he didn't mind losing. He's case. he's already a thousand years old. Like whatever. Um, here we're fighting an OU. Here's two BU tier Pokemon to fight against them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, not not the greatest pick. He could have gone with, like, who does he even have in this generation? I forget. I no uh, idea. Not important. Not important. Um, but, yeah, it's odd pick in Torkoal. Because it's not even, like, a super flashy, we-can-sell-plushies Pokemon. You're not going to, like, attract new members of your audience with Torkoal. Even though <laughs> I love Torkoal, but, like, kids don't love Torkoal. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so... Uh, I think Tori has actual PTSD, like not in like a joking way, but like I think this kid actually has PTSD from when he was uh, freaked out when he was a kid, uh, mm-hmm. and he has like a flashback in the middle of the battle, um, and uh, yeah, they lose because he won't give any commands to Torkoal, and Torkoal gets beat, which is really kind of a bummer. Uh, um, so, yeah, it it is. Uh... There is where they reveal that the reason why he is like this is because of the stampede that um, he got himself into because of Rayquaza and Deoxys fighting. So that created a panicking uh, every time he sees a Pokemon. Which is a really bad thing to have in this world. Oh my goodness. You're <laughs> debilitated. You can't function in this society. This society's <laughs> built around Pokemon, man. Like, you're done. Oh no! Yeah. You got a lot. You got to put this kid away. He can't live in this, in this in this world where literally everyone has a Pokemon. Ash's mom has a Pokemon. Uh, I guess she was a trainer at one point, but still, like everyone has Pokemon in this world. Um, so yeah, they meet up with Tori's mom. Tori explains to them what what happened, and uh, <clears throat> and while that's happening, Tori's wandering around the city unattended. Uh, even though he's, like, horribly scared of everything. Uh, but, you know, at least he's putting himself out there, I guess. So, he comes across the Plusle and Minin from earlier, and, and Minin's gotten himself in a really bad place. Uh, he, he's gotten himself stuck inside of the... Or, like, his head is stuck inside of the recycling bins from earlier. Um, yeah. Which is what he deserves, because he's a miscreant, and he's, he's, he's vandalizing this beautiful city. Um... 
and Tori lets him out, and he's free to continue his reign of terror. Hey, this is Ethan from Puckle Movie Club with a quick commercial break. Just letting you know that if you send an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com, we will answer your questions. So ask us questions about what we think about movies, tell us what you think about movies, even just send us whatever you're up to. Gmail account is pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always... Thanks for listening, and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And, okay, so he frees Pokemon, and they run off, and then he starts talking to his imaginary friend, which is bad, it's a bad sign. If your child has an imaginary friend, it's probably bad, I don't know. Is that bad? Is it bad for kids to have an imaginary friend? It's probably not, right? Well, I mean, when he... in the age. Yeah, for that age, it's fine. And when you're afraid of, like, 80% of the living creatures in the world... It's kind of hard not to have an imaginary friend. <laughs> I guess I'm not a professional, and these things manifest themselves in strange ways. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, he's talking to his imaginary friend, which is this glowing um, rhombus, but it's like it's 3D, so I guess you would call it like a... It's just a... It's a, it's a rhombus put in 3D. I don't know how to explain that. Um, and... It is shapes. Yes, it's a, gosh, there's a bunch of polygons. Uh, so, Deoxys arrives in the city and makes this crazy aurora, um, and all the computers start turning on the citizens of the city, which, this escalates pretty quickly. We're like, we're in, we're in some, we're in for some stuff now, and it's only like been 20 minutes, so the pace is picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We're we're back to Action Co. and Brock. This this place we're jumping around all over the place in this movie, um, as movies do. So, Brock has reached full tilt insanity mode. He must be stopped. He's he's really started to lose his mind. Have you guys seen this? He's been reduced yeah. to his most base element, which is likes girls, and yeah. that's the only thing he does in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he picked a good. Uh, yeah, she's great. She's 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 brainy, you know. She's they, like got a good head on her shoulders, has drive, owns a laptop, um, but he's he's really got to stop. This girl's just trying to look at the aurora with her computer, which has a dumb camera on it, and he's getting in the way and stuff. And he's like, "Marry me, blue." Uh, it's yeah. It's to the point where we can call him Pepper Le, uh, Pe- Pepe Le Pew. And there's a point when you watch Pepe Le Pew where you're like, this is not romantic. This is sexual harassment. Isn't that the entirety of Pepe Le Pew? Yes. Uh, Brocky Le Pew. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. I'm, I'm going to cut that one out. Uh, <laughs> except I won't. So, uh, Rafe shows up and he's like, hey, Ash, you're bad and I'm good. And uh, Ash is like, no, you are bad and I am good. 
and they agree to a rematch at the Battle Tower tomorrow. Um, and Tori shows up with some cookies, and it's montage time, baby. Get oh right yeah, for, uh, this side We're of paradise. Montage. Nah, 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 nah. And it's a uh, it's a bunch of na 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 and cookies <laughs> and Pokemon playing. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I skipped through the sequence. <laughs> I I I'm so done with Pokemon fun montages in my movies. I'm seven movies deep. I could a one man can only take so much whimsy, and uh. I, I think I missed out on a major, not a major plot point, like a, like a subplot point later in the movie. Does Munchlock steal her sandwiches? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Absolutely does. I can't stop laughing. Uh, Munchlock throughout this entire thing has been randomly jacking items. And they um, see um. these, uh, Team Rocket, that's who it is, sees these sandwiches that they have laid out on a picnic table. Because they've been struggling the entire movie to find something to eat because... When they're not stealing Pokemon, they're trying to steal food. And Munchlax uh, climbs up on the table as they, as Team Rocket gets there and just wraps it up and walks away. That's pretty and, funny. And walking back to Team Rocket one second, which I'm pretty glad, uh, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't have major parts in this movie at all. Um, going back to the passports, so when uh, Locke said here they're starving, they got to the city, they're starving. And they see this robot just handing over free sandwiches. And they were running to that robot because they're starving. It's like, okay, yes, I would like sandwiches. He's like, nope, you'll, you'll need a passport for this. So basically, if you don't have a passport in that city, you will starve to death. But, like, they're free. But, like, exactly. you just get a passport. Like, just go get one, Team Rocket. <laughs> go get them. Yeah, go get I your free food. They missed it. Like, can't you not get in this city without getting your passport from the robot dude? Or I'd imagine. That, like, or did they like fly in on their air balloon and just? It was. I think it was through the water, the magic carp submarine or something. I can't recall. I, I mean, uh, but even then, wouldn't they be intercepted by robots? And like, what are you? Why are you taking this really obscure mode of transportation to get here? Like, yep. have you ever thought about how odd Team Rocket's modes of transportation are? Like, an air balloon's terrible. That's a terrible mode of transportation. It's it's flammable. They're idiots, so it's, like, always going to explode on them. And their <laughs> other one's a Magikarp pedal uh, submarine, which is, like... Uh, th th that's, good. that's ready to spring a leak. Th these guys have terrible luck, and they put themselves in very perilous situations every time they have to go anywhere. Like, if they have to go to the grocery store, are they going to jump on top with the, with the air balloon? I don't, I don't know. I don't trust these guys. They're, they're up to no good. Um, so, yeah, uh, montage time, and then Deoxys, uh, we, we go back to Deoxys, what he's up to, and he just decides to be a jerk for a bit, um, he knocks a bunch of seal and dugong into some water, like, they're, they're, they're sunning themselves, even though it's night, on these rocks by, like, a body of water, and he just shows up, and he's like, blur, and knocks them in. <laughs> but Why would you do that? Of people being jerks. Rayquaze is a jerk, Deoxys is a jerk, Ash is a jerk, everyone Rock a jerk. is a major jerk. Oh my Rock gosh. Is a jerk. Like, this is, this is a movie about one little kid and a world full of jerks. <laughs> yep. Basically, yeah. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Tori has a heart to heart with Ash and Co. and introduces them or introduces him to his imaginary friend, um, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" Uh, which is a fair reaction because this glowing, like, sentient being is in front of them, so that's cool. Um, I love how none of them assume that it's a Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's a good question. Nobody pulls out the decks, like. Uh, yeah, well, there's one of them asking, "Is it a Pokemon?" But the idea was immediately rejected because they know better. Right, like it wasn't. Oh, this alien is totally a Pokemon. It was. Is this a Pokemon? Why? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, why don't? Why Sounds don't like you need a green Tauros. <laughs> I do need some green Tauros right now. It's, it's uh, I had to watch this movie last night and it had me up a bit late. I'm a bit sleepy. Um, <laughs> why? Why don't they call it Professor Oak? Like that's like their go-to in every movie is call it Professor Oak and they don't. <laughs> I don't get it. He would probably be like, "That's a that's some crazy nonsense you've gotten your size up to. Is is that a ghost?" Uh, <laughs> I, I will back away slowly. You need to get away from that kid. He's got some issues. <laughs> uh, uh. So, gosh, uh, let so, me draw it in the sketch pad next to a picture of Ash and Pikachu. We gotta get one more drawing in in this movie in this franchise. <laughs> Uh, we should go to a forest. That's a new location. So, uh, for the second scene in a row, everyone pulls out their Pokemon, which is, like, my least favorite thing. Stop doing that. Uh, like, they did it again. It's back-to-back. -back. They're like, okay, it's na-na-na-na-na-na-na montage time. And then it's like, we're gonna introduce our Pokemon to this glowing entity. Uh, and I'm like, ah... I, there's no wonder this movie is an hour and 34 minutes. <laughs> this was an exceedingly long Pokemon movie. This, it this was. might be the longest one up until this point. I believe the Japanese cut is an hour and 50. Oh, God. Oh. So No, it was nice, though, to see at least one Pokemon that is not too heavily seen much in Metagross. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And, uh, uh, gosh, uh, Rebecca, is that her name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Has there been a Rebecca in the franchise already somewhere? I don't know. Um, no. I don't believe so, because uh, I tried to go look up her name, and when I typed in Rebecca Pokemon, it was totally her that came up first. So. Hmm. Um, does she have her own Bulbapedia page and stuff? Um, I believe so, and it, it's Rebecca, and then parentheses, uh, M07, so movie 7, hmm. probably. Uh, it's She's forever confined to the movie 7 part of the website. She never really gets to break out into like the full Bulbapedia goodness. She's her, her her legacy's tainted because she's only in this franchise. I digress. Um, it would be amazing for her to show back up with a Mega Metagross. Yeah. All right. Let's return to Larue City, and it can just happen all over again. Me uh, I guess that would make sense, right? You get Mega. Uh, you you would you would uh, you get Mega Deoxys. Um, well, we get uh, yeah, Mega Rayquaza, uh, Mega Blaziken, Mega Blastoise, and yep. Pikachu. Yeah, nothing's <laughs> changed. The same Pokemon are still around. You can do this. Yep. Um, yeah, or, and you can have the Primal Primal Legends show up for a bit too, and be like, "Whoa, everything's actually screwed." Uh, so, 
The scientist sees see Deoxys is in the neighborhood, and he's up to no good. So they're like, Officer Jenny, you gotta evacuate the city. And she's like, alright. And she starts the evacuation. And during the evacuation montage, um, somebody says it's party time. Oh and god, I'm, yes. Why does <laughs> who says it's party time and why? Why is it I party time? I need to time? watch that scene again just for that. Some weird dude. Everyone's getting into the train, and this weird dude with his uh, gym uh, headband comes in. It's like it's party time. It's like what the hell? What? what why is it party time? It's not party time. It's evacuation <laughs> time. Get in the train, dude. Um, and it was good that happened because it was almost falling asleep at that point, and I'm like, what? What, what happened here? That's abs. It was absolutely ridiculous. I thought it was the funniest thing. So. Uh, the city's computer voice is garbage. We have to say this really quick. Oh, God, yes. It's terrible. Evacuation in Prague. It's like, she's not even <laughs> trying. She's not even attempting to put on a robot voice. It's just like, she removed a bit of inflection. Uh, <laughs> which, it's terrible. Terrible. Um, so, I think the, probably the coolest scene in the entire movie is when all of the blocks start to form this gigantic people mover. Uh, and... It's, it starts to make this bridge, I guess, out of the city. And I thought that looked neat. I like it when the blocks do things, because it's a, it's a neat design element. Um, and this uh, is also foreshadowing for a later event. Yes, yes. Uh, with more more blocky goodness. So, in a pretty, pretty horrifying scene, Deoxys starts picking people off the streets with clones. Uh, with, like, these horrible muted color palette, terrifying clones. And is like, I don't want to be snatched up by Deoxys. Uh, and then Rayquaza shows up, and it's time for some real chaos to go down. Oh, yeah. Um, which, I was a little bit hyped when Rayquaza showed up the second time. I'm like, alright, it's round two, baby, let's go. Hit me with some Pokemon on Pokemon action. Yeah. Uh, because Lord knows it's, Ash and Co. only bring their Pokemon out to introduce them to other Pokemon. And to uh, have montages. Yes. It, it's almost as though uh, Rayquaza and Deoxys are eternal rivals, destined to fight no matter what. Like oh, you and I. I, 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 I like nah, you I, and I. <laughs> should, should, should I leave the room? Maybe you should. Things are about to get heated. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, the crew is like, whoa, we don't want to be stolen by Deoxys, and they head underground, um, and you get a pretty creepy scene of, like, uh, Brock has to hold the door closed, and they have to force the Deoxys out of the tunnel they're in. Hold yeah. the door! Hold the door! Oh, no, sp man, 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 spoilers, dude. <laughs> uh, so... I don't know what you're talking about. I just said hold the door. <laughs> <laughs> the implication was clear. <laughs> uh, so they're in the tunnels and they hear a rattling in the fence and it's like oh no oh god they've gotten in here we're screwed but no it's just Munchlax Plusle and Minin and I thought that was like yeah, it's like a cute little fake out like that's a movie thing movie movie happened in here um, and they're getting all hungry so they go and get some hot dogs from a hot dog machine uh, by using Pikachu's magical electrical take over robot powers that he has. <laughs> um, and in that sequence where 
they're taking over the hot dog machine. Um, it starts spewing hot dogs everywhere. You're like, oh, nope, nope, okay. Uh, it starts spewing hot dogs everywhere, and they're plucking them out of the air. And uh, at one point, Brock says, gotta catch them all, which oh, is the most reductive thing in the planet. <laughs> it's like you're reducing the the you know no, what would you even call it like the mission statement of the franchise mm. down to a joke the whole is, slogan yes like the the thing about pokemon ash's last name you know and and <laughs> it's really reductive and apparently nothing is sacred and i love it i thought it was hilarious <laughs> it is completely the, my favorite line of the entire movie <laughs> it's uh what, what was the party line again i already forgot it it's party time it's party time gotta catch them all it needs like <laughs> one more for the trifecta of movie quotability um so mining gets snatched um that's you know deoxys picks up mine in and like oh no mine in and plusles plusles all sad um and they make it to the lab uh Tori's parents' lab, and uh, they start analyzing the imaginary friend, and it turns out it's Deoxys in a rock, and he just wants to find its friend. Sad face. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and they're like, okay, we're just gonna regenerate this rock, which is something we can do, apparently. Apparently we have the technology to bring this rock back to life, and now, um, if you'll excuse me really quick, I uh I have to I have to deliver one of the most horrible forced puns in the history of my entire life. Um they decide that they're going to regenerate the Roxas. I <laughs> <laughs> and there's your trifecta. All right. I mean, it's it's not in the movie. I wish it was, because if it was, uh. I would be dead right now, because I would have laughed myself to death. But uh, no, um, that's that's some OG original goodness here. Uh, so, so they they spent four years researching this, and just all of a sudden are like, "But yeah, we could totally regenerate this guy oh, when there's no power thinking. in the city." The technology's right there all the time. It has been all this time. And no, they prefer to keep the Pokemon inside the rock and torture it for the past four years. Yeah, guys, you know what? I forgot to put the lasers on it. <laughs> what a mistake. What a gaffe, right? Right, guys? Okay. So, um, yeah. So, they, they're like, okay, we need more power because we're working on emergency power right now. Because uh, the, the city's power grid is down or whatever. So they have to go get the windmills online in the city, which is like, this is a future city. So they got windmill or not windmills. Um, gosh. Uh, uh, what, what would you call them? Power generating stations that are, that are like. Yeah, how, like a how, power plant. What, what are they called? I, I, Wind generators. Wind turbines. Wind turbines. Okay, so they have to go yeah, get the turbines right. online. And uh, on their way there, they get a bunch of Deoxys on their tail, naturally. And Rafe is, like, going to stay behind with Blaziken to fight them off for a bit. Which doesn't really go anywhere, because he fights them off, and then he meets up with the gang, like, almost immediately. 
Whereas, like, yeah. in a movie, you would expect him to get taken, you know? It's like, we're gonna, we're gonna stay behind. Ah! And they get snatched. Uh, so, but, but super no. serious question here, though. Why are they continuing to do stuff? Why don't they just let Deoxys get to the rock? Like, they've got to have figured out that this is what's going on at this point. Do... I, I think they're maybe they're trying to please Deoxys or, like, placate him, but uh, as we learned in World War II, placating never works. Yeah. Um, so, maybe... Maybe they just want to revive it because they don't think the Axis can. I don't know. They gotta have something for the protagonist to do. So, uh, Rayquaza, Rayquaza, not separate entities. Okay, Deoxys and Rayquaza duke it out for a while, um, and things are starting to get pretty hectic. Uh, by the way, Ash and Co. made it to the wind turbines, and uh, in the, the the ongoing battle. It seems like Rayquaza has the upper hand. Uh, yeah. He's, you know, laying a pretty decent beat down. Um, and then, this is a mo- they're cutting between back and forth between Rayquaza and the gang at this point. Um, like both the scenes are taking place at the same time. Uh, same time. So they get the power going. Ash and Tori head back to the lab, and um, using extra power from. Uh, Pikachu, and what I'm going to call the Power Twins from now on, which is plus of minus, <laughs> the Power Twins. And um, don't you just love it that the plot device always used for Pikachu to save the day is because something doesn't have power? Do you think, like, the people in charge of the Pokemon franchise are so happy that they have that? Because it's an amazing get-out-of-jail-free card where they have nothing for, like, anybody to do. <laughs> and, like, oh, no, we've written ourselves into a corner. <laughs> just have Pikachu shock it, you know? Um, so, uh, they get the lasers going, and then the rock explodes into Deoxys, a different one. It's a different form. I don't remember which one. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have them memorized. Uh, um, I believe it's the... It comes in at the standard form. Standard form. A uh, little piece of trivia: uh, Deoxys goes through all forms except speed form in this movie. Oh, that's well, because that's, the best one. that's yep. because this came out before Emerald, which was when the speed form was introduced. Huh. Yeah, that's good information. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so uh, Deoxys out and about, and it's time to fly. Time for our protagonist to fly. Which is another one of my pet peeves, which is when kids or teenagers fly around magically without any sort of, like, you know, device. It always looks dumb to me. Yeah. This is the thing that happens a lot in anime, is like... Yeah, and in the beginnings teens. of Batman vs. Superman movies, too. Yes, it's just, I hate that. It always looks terrible, uh, and, and it looks terrible here. So... Uh, Deoxys has him fly around with them. The shield on the city comes down. Um, the, the Deoxys, the original one, gets nailed. Like, just absolutely wrecked. And is, like, in the ground or whatever. You know, he's pushed back into the ground. And Rayquaza's waiting on him. And he's like, come on, come fight. And Deoxys wakes up. And then the battle keeps going. He goes super Deoxys and suddenly starts handing over Rayquaza its own tail. 
And so this fight's got a lot of cool stuff in it. It's the cool st I like the blocks and like how the blocks start taking over various buildings and climbing up walls and stuff. And it looks really cool. It's a good design element. It's visually interesting. Um, but this fight goes on for like 20 minutes. This thing is so long. Yeah. It, it, to, to reference Batman v Superman again, it's like, it feels longer than the fight at the end of that movie where it's, you know. Yeah. And, and they, we were waiting for that Martha moment, but it didn't happen. Yes. I was, oh, no, wait. It did happen, actually. Uh, did you want to refresh my memory? Oh, well, the, the fact that after, well, no, we'll get to there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have stuff to say about that, too. <laughs> Um. Okay. So, so the blocks are overrunning the battle tower, which uh, the since the other Deoxys has joined the fray at this point. Yeah, and they started doing this dance, kind of like symbolizing that they found each other, and the Aurora Bolearis comes up again, and one side is red, the other one is blue, and you can get the metaphor from that. Uh, but Rayquaza won't have it. No happy because dances while Rayquaza's Rayquaza, around. Because Rayquaza is a jerk, so he slams <laughs> through them. He's like, oh no, nobody's dancing under my territory and just continues to attack them unprovokedly to those Deoxys. Um, yes, and I don't remember at what point this happens because my notes become a muddied mess of caps at this point. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, Tori and Ash fall off of the battle tower, and Deoxys saves them, and it's the apparently um, the first time Tori has touched a Pokemon, which I take onus with, because I guarantee you one of those stampeding wall rain would have touched him. <laughs> I think you might be wrong there, Tori. So, uh, for whatever reason, why, why do Rayquaza and Deoxys become friends? So that's where, that's the Martha moment. <laughs> so when the boxes, obviously, uh, so the technological boxes lose control and mm -hmm. they start completely tsunamiing uh, 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 Rayquaza uh, in a moment of weakness where he was not paying attention. Mm -hmm. uh, and in comes both Deoxys. Uh, instead of attacking Rayquaza, they become defense form and protect Rayquaza. And Rayquaza notices that instead of attacking them, they're defending him. And that's the Martha moment where he realized, these are not actually my enemies. They've been my friends all along. Hmm. That seems like a bit of yeah. a stretch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, before, before even that happened, um, it was Ash and Co.'s job to stop the, uh, um, stop the boxes from rampaging. Because oh, Tori's yeah. dad is all mm -hmm. like, go use your passport on it because you random citizen are totally going to be able to fix the... You've got to override the, the cities. <laughs> the city security can be override <laughs> with anyone with a passport. Um, and they super Mario jump up these blocks. Yeah. <laughs> they brought a hot dog machine. At one point, the hot dog machine from earlier. Um, oh. Well, one cool thing which is... Which has Munchlax in it. Yeah, yeah, and Munchak then falls into the the um the flowing water of boxes, but instead of just going down, he evolves into Snorlax, which was actually kind of cool. Yeah, and it is cool because it's actually the first ever screen time of Munchlax for this movie. 
And the first, if I'm not mistaken, also the first generation four Pokemon to make a, an appearance. Uh, you're, you, I, I, I don't know if that's correct, but you're probably. I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. You're probably right. You probably know more about that than I do. Um, as even though I run this podcast, uh, <laughs> so, um, okay, so they're saved by Deoxys. Uh, Befriend, Bequesa befriends Deoxys, and they all fly together out of LaRue City to find other legends, apparently, and then the Deoxys go home, uh, and then Ash and Co., everything's cool now, Tori likes Pokemon now, and Ash and Co. leave, because that's their it, way. It only takes, it only takes a tragic event to erase the effects of another tragic events. Yes. <laughs> um, now, why are Ash and Co. leaving? They don't have to leave yet. Weren't they going to stick around for another day anyway? They're not no. going to help with the reparation They'll have to efforts? have their, their rematch. Like, there's so much left undone. This it, The ending is super rushed in spite of the movie being like a buck 32 long. You know yep. what I mean? It's like... <laughs> Why? <laughs> None of this makes any sense. Why did they waste so much time on this fight only to have the movie wrap up like a minute after the fight's done? Yeah. I mean, I guess like it's over, but there's no resolution really. They don't battle again. I want to see Ash and Tori win. We don't get that. Nope. He just packs his bag. He's like, oh, it's cleanup time. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh, not super pleased with that, but... um. Yeah, so that's the movie. Uh, uh, there, there's one more little bit. There's the very important closing of Team Rocket's story arc, where they are still pedaling the bike to keep the turbines going, even though the wind has come back forever ago. They brought that upon themselves. Uh, and we get more This Side of Paradise, which is the song for this movie. Uh in the uh, credit sequence. Oh, excuse me, sleepy boy. Sleepy boy. Um, For a little bit of context, uh, it's set, uh, 6 a.m. when we started recording this, so well, you can understand. <laughs> I, I uh, yes, these, my, uh, yeah, Lock and Jushiro pulled in real clutch for me this time to make sure an episode got out this month. Um, oh, of course. And, uh, yeah, I really, thank you guys, really appreciate it. Well, thank it. you for having us. Uh, but... It's, it's the first time the Puckle uh, movie cast and the TCG cast does a crossover. This is a hot crossover. We it should, is a we hot should, crossover. We should have a talk only about the Pokemon cards that came out in, alongside the movies. Um, uh, which I really can't recall right now. <laughs> there, was a, there was a Machamp. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. The, so that's the movie itself. Uh, what, are you, what are your feelings on the movie, guys? What do you think? What about you, Jushiro? What's your, what's your hot take on this movie? So coming, again, coming from Jirachi Wishmaker, um, this is a step uh, above uh, because that was real low in terms of movie quality. Yes. I, even though the plot was still bad, uh, and the characters, Max, again, being as annoying as ever, which we, which we had less of him. Good. Which was great. Uh, but it, every time he opened his mouth, it, it again cements the situation where he's just so bad. 
The other secondary characters for this movie was actually interesting. Sid was actually kind of funny with his uh, in love of May. And uh, Rebecca was actually a cool character. And she's definitely the... This could this movie could be determined... That's most Pokemon movie. As a destruction movie? That's how you call it? Or... Um, a disaster movie? Disaster movie. And she is definitely the scientist that was like, I... I I know how to fix this. Nobody will listen to me, but I know how to fix this. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of a, ni- a nice tropey thing to have. Overall, I do like it. Uh, definitely not as the best movie Pokemon can offer, but it, mm-hmm. it is still entertaining, and the fight scenes between Rayquaza and Deoxys were pretty cool. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Locke? Um, this is actually the first time I'd ever watched this movie because... A lot of movies came out during the time when I wasn't playing Pokemon, and I had just never gone back to watch them, so I was actually super excited to, to sit and watch this one. Um, and as I watched it, I was expecting it to be just awful, because I had seen Jirachi uh, Wishmaker a couple Oof. of times, but it had, yeah, exactly, when it had come on TV, and I remembered how awful that movie was. And knowing that this one was the one right after it, I was expecting, you know, just a, an utter disaster. But it turned out to be a pretty solid overall. I mean, there was a couple of obvious, like, problems. Rayquaza just being a jerk. Like, th- that was one of the things uh, that the Martha moment didn't hit me because I was like, he's been unreasonable this whole time. Why would that yeah, change his mind? My exact same thought. Yeah, but I mean, the movie had to wrap up, and they couldn't fight forever. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, other than that, I felt like it was a pretty solid Pokemon movie. It followed a lot of what was good about the anime, and it revolved around Pokemon. A lot of Pokemon solving the problems instead of Ash doing awesome stuff. Which, mm-hmm. you know, no. It, it, uh... No superpower punches in this movie. That's later. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Soon. Soon. <laughs> um, and, you know, overall, it was, it was a pleasant experience to, to spend a night at midnight watching uh, the movie. At least it's an easy watch. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Not, it's not as offensively bad as some of them are. Um, I, I really do kind of like the kaiju kind of element to it, where it's like Rayquaza's this force of nature, and uh, Deoxys is this alien invader. It feels very, not Godzilla, but Toho to me. You know, Toho, like there's... Yeah. For those who don't know, there's this uh, Japanese movie studio called Toho, and they make the Godzilla movies and all of the, you know, Mothra and and that kind of stuff. And, you know... Seeing these two gigantic beings fighting is cool, especially in Pokemon, because uh, you never really get a scope for what these legends could do. Um, and this is raw destruction, and it it's cool. It's nice to see in this franchise, and it's a different take on what um, like what legends do, especially in human environments. Uh, uh, yeah, side characters are pretty decent. Tori's a bit whiny, but he's got an arc, so I'm not, like, super upset. Um, oh, know. and I loved Sid. Sid was, a, I felt yeah. like, a great representation of, like, Pokemon fans. Because, you know, there's a lot of people who like May, and 
Um, you know, he he's he's Brock without being creepy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He he was really a toned down version because Brock definitely just expressed in desperation. Sid was not so much desperate as he was overly excited and overly confident. He was trying that to play some he could game, win dude. over May. He was trying yeah. to use his game, uh, which was not hot. That's not that's not hot game. But you know, it's like he's not as in your face as uh, Brock is, except for when he tries to hug her and then runs into a Metagross. Um, <laughs> I I thought the Plessel and Mine and Munchlax were decent. Uh, they were they were pretty decent comic relief. Very low Team Rocket levels, which is always good. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, just just enough to where, like, their stuff was funny without being intrusive. Yeah. Um, and they were not part of the plot at all. No. Um, but, yeah. My yeah, overall... Real... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, the overall word, what we're trying to say is, thanks to the existence of Jirachi Wishmaker, this movie is good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this looks like a masterpiece. The greatest Jirachi Witchmaker. Uh, Jirachi Wishmaker. Um, I guess my biggest complaint is the length. It is so yeah. long. It is like, you could do this in an hour and 15, you know? It's a Pokemon movie. It's not like, you're not going for high art here. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, but other than that, it's, it's pretty good. It's definitely one of the better ones so far in the franchise. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I like it more now than I thought I was going to watch, uh, like it watching it again. But yeah, I did skip that montage, though, so maybe that helped. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, I think that's going to think that's going to do it. Um, uh, thank you guys very much for, for coming in clutch for me again. Uh, you of guys course. are the best. It was a pleasure. Hey, yeah. Uh, more crossovers soon. Oh, you know what? I'm going to check the Gmail really quick. This is going to be cut out. I've never done this on the podcast because we never get email. Nice. Oh, we got an email. Awesome. Uh, I, well, I hope we do. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> uh, I just assume nobody emails this, but uh, this is going to be cut. So Give me like five minutes. I'll send us an email. <laughs> uh, is it still GT? Oh, okay. Oh, I, we don't. I, I don't have access at least. Okay. I don't know. Not that I don't have no, access. I don't know. Yes. Yes, it is. Is it caps? No, I think it's all lowercase. Oh uh, gosh, I haven't had to. I mean, I can. I can. Yeah, if I you want to PM me that really quick, that'd be great. Thank you. Well, I, I have it tied to my stuff, so I can okay. check real quick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess you could read the email. That's cool. Uh, that'll work. Um, I don't think I see anything that's for us. Okay, awesome. Um, uh, yeah, so um, you can send us your emails at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Um, I urge you to, because... It's. I really want to get emails and talk uh, talk to people about these movies because I only <laughs> get like a couple people's perspective on each one, and I want to hear your story with these movies. And I swear I will read them if they, if you send them to me. I just checked none. Um, but yeah, pucklepodcast at gmail Just put in your tagline or whatever. Uh, just let let me know this is for for Puckle Movie Club, and I will read your stuff. 
Um, obviously, PucklePodcast.com is where you're going to get that hot Puckle goodness. Oh, yeah. Um, we got the YouTube page. Uh, subscribe on iTunes if you're not already. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug? Oh, yes. Uh, don't miss out. If you guys haven't heard it, uh, last month's uh, or this month's episode of TCG Cast, uh, we uh, not only discussed the rotation that's going to happen in September, but I have an awesome interview with none other than uh, Paul Johnston, the third place winner of the U.S. Pokemon Nationals. So uh, if you haven't heard that, please do. Uh, it's uh, I'm proud of that podcast. So uh, I hope you guys like it and stay tuned for next month's uh, TCG Cast again. You should be proud of it. It was a very good interview. Thank you, thank you. Awesome, yeah. Uh, guys are you guys are killing it on the TCG front. Um, as a, I like to think of us as sister podcasts, but yours yeah. is more like the older sister. Um, <laughs> uh, what about you, Locke? You anything you want to you want to promote? Plug. Um, as always, I, I like to plug the writers. Um, I'm having a moment. Um, I'm going to be starting a new one. Uh, called the origins moniker it was actually supposed to post yesterday but life has gotten in the way and i needed to watch the movie for today so um that should be up by the time that this airs um we also have of course snag doing the opinion articles we have um uh, sublime fluffy. doing yeah fluffiest whimsicott does them as well uh we have sublime doing double trouble we have um Oh, there's a new one, and I can't remember what it is. The comic gonna, by basket. The comic by basket. Um, I, f- I feel like I'm worse than Thatch. <laughs> hey man, it's it's just you know check the website. There's tons yeah. of good stuff there. Um, doesn't matter what kind of Pokemon you're into. There's we got it. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a huge uh, backlog of articles. I mean, I used to do uh, interviews. Um, there was. Uh, Scrawn used to do Origins of Pokemon. You know, there's a ton of old stuff. Oh, and and po- uh, and the Pokemon News with Viger. Yep. That's the one that I was definitely forgetting. Um, but yeah, check out all the stuff on the website. You know, we got the Patreon and everything. Oh yeah, we- Patreon. That's important. Do we know the? You can just find it. Puckle Podcast Patreon. It's easy to find. Yeah, um, we just recorded yesterday our live episode for you, Puckle. Uh, um, so that will be airing for uh, non-Patreon listeners soon. So stay tuned to that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks again, guys. Uh, so here from wherever Puckle Movie Club is recorded, uh, <laughs> I need, I really, can we, can we? Lavender Town? I, I, I'm pretty sure I took the train to Lavender Town. Hold on. Uh, uh, the last time, I know you at least have the theater underneath the radio tower. I don't know if you record from there, though. Uh, hold on. Is, uh, which town has the secret underground radio station? Uh, in um, gold silver. Is oh, it, golden run. Is it? Is it? Well, there's there's a there's like a secret radio station that's putting out pirate radio or something. Oh, I can't remember. Gosh. Um. Yeah. Well, at least I think that uh, your intro says Lavender Town. I see it changes because we're like we're a fly by night operation, you know. Like, where it's like, <laughs> we 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 go from wherever we can go. Uh. I'm going to lock this down on this episode, though. Also. This is it. I'm going to commit to a radio station really quick. Yeah, uh, the TC, da- uh, TC cast is recorded from La- uh, Golden Rod City. Uh, so, got to take a hop uh, into a train and get back to uh, Golden Rod after this. I'm sorry. I'm just going to... Uh, okay.
Mobile correspondence brought to you today by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. Uh, yes. Gosh, I gotta, I gotta find this. Okay, okay. Radio in the Pokemon world. That's a really specific. <laughs> Radio in the Pokemon world is a very specific Bulbapedia page, and I'm glad. It of exists. course, it is. Okay. Mysterious Welcome. transmission. Uh. <laughs> Welcome to the new uh, Puckle Movie Club se segment where Ethan Googles a thing. Okay, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Ready, guys? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, Puckle Movie Club, uh, live from Ruins of Alf. <laughs> uh, that's, that's where I am. Uh, there's actually no reception here. Other, The only place you can listen I was to blind, it is there. I was taken into a car. I was blindfolded yep. when I got here. Uh, you fell through a hole in the floor, and now you're in a recording studio. Uh, but yeah, from the ruins of Alf, I've been Ethan. Lord Jishiro. And Hexmaniac Lock. And uh, it's closing time. You guys, uh, you guys gonna be able to find your way back up? It's, I mean, I mean the under. Sure, can you untie me first, please? <laughs> catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.